are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. They say the gods made us in their image. We think of this as a blessing. We think of ourselves as mighty and just, a mirror of the splendor we see in them. Not once do we consider the evils we inherited from them too. Welcome listeners to the Facades of Gods. With me tonight, I have... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara, formerly Harris, formerly Pascal. My name is Bianca Zelda, and I will be playing Jada Jacques. My name is Ethan Schaff, and I'm performing as Clarence Bertram. And I am Kyle, your master of fate tonight. So, Jada and I, and Miss McNamara, of course, decided to go ahead and check out and see if we could find Frederick Lloyd at Elsewhere. On the way there, we bantered, of course, like always, but then we go and we get across the bridge and we start hearing that ringing sound again, just like the payphone from before. But I'm not going to answer it a second time. It was just too strange. So we split up. Giselle and I went towards elsewhere. And then Jada went the opposite way towards the sound. I don't know what she found, but hopefully she'll be back soon. Meanwhile, here I am waiting for Jada. And, strangely enough, Giselle. She was just behind me. We went through the same door, I think, right? She couldn't have gotten lost in a bar like this. Not a dame like her. Not that I care, anyways. Okay, um, yeah, I would like to make my way over to the elsewhere and enter and kind of make my own assessment of this place. Right. You make your way back out of the alley, and you almost feel like you are being expelled from someone. It's not a very clean feeling, but again, you also, when you try to make logic of it, nothing really changed. I rub my arms to kind of like warm up, but also to rub away that like unpleasant feeling. You can see the entrance to the club from where you're standing. And those boys that passed you are standing outside of it. They seem to be talking about something, but you're too far away to really make out what it is. I'll move in closer. Are they at the actual entrance? They're standing right in front of the the doors. Uh, the two that don't have the bat 
are laughing about something and the one with the bat uh, he has this empty tin can in front of him and he has the bat in sort of a, a stance like a golfer would and he does all the, the posturing and everything and he takes a swing and the can goes flying and you can see where it was headed as it hits a, a cat and the cat runs off and he's just laughing does the bat look any more worse for wear from when I last saw them? No, it seems to be a plain wooden Louisville slugger, perfectly polished, shiny, almost brand new. As long as I don't see any blood on it, they're fine to do whatever they want. Um, nobody's knuckles look... How close are you getting? I want to enter the building, so I'm going to have to get okay. pretty close to them. Yeah. You can see that maybe they're a little bit dirtier than when you first saw them, but you don't see any blood. And as you get closer and closer to the door... One of the boys, he taps the shoulder of the, the other one that he was talking to, and they both turn to face you. They both have that same smirk that the one in passing gave you. I mean, I'm not impressed with these kids acting like kids. The closer I get, as soon as I'm in earshot and our eyes meet and we maintain that eye contact, I'm gonna say... You got a problem? Problem? No, no, no. We, uh... We were just uh, told to do something, and uh, that something you know, looks like it came to us. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm going to cross my arms, stop walking, and just maintain that. <laughs> and you're just, you're just going to stand there in front of them? I'm posturing. Like, fuck oh, these okay. kids. <laughs> these are literally kids to me. Like, I am an officer of the law. I'm not going to put up with that shit. The one that has the bat, he's still turned away from you. He's kind of, he has his hand over his eyes like a, a visor, um, like how typically people would look off into the distance and do that. Not that it actually does anything. It seems to be just more of him playing around. And the twins' smiles get wider and wider unnaturally so they seem to their, their presence seems to grow in front of you and in perfect unison they take one step towards you I'm not intimidated 
I'm gonna continue standing. Um, my so I still have like my messenger bag around my shoulder, mm-hmm. and I've got my left hand on the bag, ready to go in and grab my, you know, any weapon I might need. I only have two in there. So I think it's probably important then that you name which ones those are. I believe it's just a gun and a taser. You have your handgun and your taser stowed away in there. Mm -hmm. The boys are stoic as their smiles continue to widen, again unnaturally so. Their features betray a certain sharpness, a certain focus that they didn't have before. And they turn back towards the boy with the bat, and he starts walking backwards towards you. Are you kids threatening me? They aren't looking at you. None of them are, and they don't respond. And that one that's walking is beginning to pick up his pace, and it's getting faster. At the point where you saw him, he was probably about 30 yards away, and by the time he's within 10, he's almost at a run, but he's still going backwards. I'm really glad this is you rather than me. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> I mean, if they're not answering, I'm not... I'm not going to attack civilians. If they threaten me with violence, I will react. However, I've got my feet planted, my arms at my side at the ready. Okay. The one that is running towards you, he swings around, and as he does so, you see that his features are less human than when you first saw him. His face is red, as red as the horns on his head, and his eyes are like cat's eyes. And he lunges at you and takes a swing with his bat. And this is where we get our first combat. Yay! I don't know what to do. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. Fuck him up, fuck him up. It's all right, Jada. Because I've seen us. What do I do? I roll initiative? No, I mean like he's well, got um, the advantage. I would assume. Yeah, I, I would say we'll you'll go after this, and since it's just you and them, um, I'm technically for the sake of how combat can work here. Um, I'm going to treat them as one entity, so they're going to have their own turn order. They're just getting a kind of a free shot on you right now Mm -hmm. because you decide to let them make the first move (laughs) you foolish fool officer of the law like what am i supposed to do (laughs) yeah all right shoot now ask questions later okay so i assume you want to defend against that oh absolutely that's what i was like i've got my feet wide i'm planted i'm ready to hold my ground yeah. So you won't be suffering any negatives from this um, from this role. Um, there's no aspect that they have against you uh, to utilize. So that, they're not getting any advantage. I'll just say that. Okay. The 
swing that he takes at you. It looks like he's actually trying to sweep one of your legs. This attack doesn't damage you because it ended up being a tie. Um, how exactly do you avoid the harm? How, how are you avoiding the harm of this attack? I step out of the way. Okay, are you stepping backwards? Are you like... Stepping backwards. Um, it's a pretty deliberate one long stride back. So I still have full control of my posture and my stance. Okay. So I'll say this then. Um, they will get a boost of focus because your focus is now on the kid with the bat. Mm-hmm. So they get that tiny little boost on their next turn. But it is your turn now. Oh, I'm going to tase the kid. All right. So you pull out the taser and you forget that it's actually not on or charged or anything like that. Not turned on. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's just not, it's not turned on. Yeah. Uh, you're pretty sure that it's charged, um, but it's not turned on yet. Uh, so you pull it out and you pull the trigger, but nothing happens. But you realize that, you know, kind of helps to have it on. So then the other two boys come around and they're going to try to flank you on either side and they're going to swipe at you with what one of the boys takes a swing at you with his left hand and the other is swinging at you with his right and you manage to duck away from the first swing but the second one catches you right on the shoulder and you don't feel anything other than knives just piercing your skin. They puncture the jacket and go right into your shoulder. And you look down and all you see are his fingertips. I'm gonna mouth the words, what the fuck, but I don't actually utter them because I'm in this state of adrenaline rush and shock. Um, so that did two shifts of damage. Uh, would you like to, uh, utilize your stresses or do you want to take the consequence? I know we've gone over this, but what is the distinction between the two? Uh, stress is you just sort of processing um, how damage affects you without too much negative side effect. Uh, a consequence, mild, moderate, severe, is something that will have lasting uh, influence on you, and depending on what level that is, de- determines how long that effect goes on. Okay, for this kind of wound, let's take a stress. Okay, go ahead and mark that stress box then. So his fingertips puncture the the jacket and you feel this stabbing into your shoulder. It feels like syringes, but it doesn't seem to connect with sinew or bone or anything. It hurts, but everything's still functional. It is your turn. I'm breaking that kid's arm. The one that hit you? Yeah. Why? You got others. 
pissed. <laughs> oh, she's so pissed. Um, my intent will be to uh, twist their arms back behind their back, and I have the one handcuffs on me. And I want to handcuff their hands, but in my almost blind pain, um, of course, depending on my role, this will maybe make or break whether or not I actually break their arm. It's the best I've done so far. Um, cancels plus two. Oh, wait, what am I adding? Crap. I imagine well, forceful. Yeah, that, that sounds like a forceful in your attack. Plus five. Oh, shit. So, oh, hell yeah! Fucking forceful. Like, fuck that kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, describe to me how you... If you're going to break his arm, this is going to put him out of commission. So tell there's, me what you do exactly to put him out of commission. There's that moment where that warm trickle of blood kind of comes out of my arm and like that sensation jolts me back. I come back to the present and I see these three kids, the one with the bat dragging on the ground, uh, far too close for comfort, but there's the one who's just pulled his fingertips out of my arm, and I haven't even processed necessarily the action of his violence, simply that he committed violence against me. My immediate reaction is to disarm the individual, but it becomes quickly apparent that his weapon is his hand so i i reach in for the maneuver where i in one fluid motion i grab their arm and i twist it behind their back but i didn't account for the pain in my own arm and that causes me to jerk the this child's limb farther back than it really really should ever go and i feel that same snap that he feels but i don't feel the same pain he falls to the ground, writhing in pain. He is conscious, but obviously not going to be doing anything uh, for the uh, foreseeable future. The one with the bat is going to sort of ram it towards your chest cavity. Like he'll he'll take it like a battering ram and just uh, go towards your chest with it. Oh, that's gonna hurt. It probably. <laughs> I don't have like Ooh. I'm not Ooh. wearing any like um, bulletproof vests. I, I I hope you roll good. Oh no! <laughs> roll it that way. Plus one. Great. Um. So yeah, that is a positive shift of three. Ugh. Um. So what yeah, does this again, feel like? Not great. Yeah, it feels like someone took a battering ram, the one that you're familiar with SWAT teams using, um, and with the same force of two men that typically are used to break down a door, that's the same kind of impact that you're feeling. Um, but it's just from this one kid. So, yeah, you can uh, take... You can either use that three that uh, three stress box, or you can take the mild consequence. Hit me up with the mild consequence. All right. 
Uh, so I think that breaks a rib. Ooh. Yeah. Ow. That would make sense. Yep. Oh, that burst of pain and like that starburst in my sight. I can't breathe. It knocks the wind out of me and I stagger back. <sighs> Adrenaline is a hell of a drug though. Boy, is it. You need to get me some of that adrenaline. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing red. <laughs> I recognize this is an altercation, and I recognize that my life is in jeopardy. I'm going to take a run. I, I, I've staggered back with the force of that battering ram, essentially, that it forced me back quite a few steps, and I fell to my, my knees. I'm going to get up and I'm going to charge that kid with the bat. Um, I want to knock them to the ground and be able to put my forearm at their throat. Okay. So then tell me how you do this in such a way that it actually takes them both out. (laughs) Destroy them. Eviscerate. (laughs) (laughs) Come here. Finish them. I take a running charge at the kid with the bat, but the force of my charge knocks them over and their head bounces off the cement. They don't move. I'm still upwards. And as mentioned, like I'm seeing red, I'm angry. I grab the bat that that kid has knocked out or the the kid has dropped and it scrapes on the ground for a little bit and the remaining thug and I make eye contact who the fuck are you working for and before he has a moment to answer I'm gonna swing and hit him in the head it looks like he's about to gesture and (laughs) as his arm is raising you hit him and he is down I also like I made her to be lawfully good. I don't know what happened. <laughs> this is I all self-defense. Like, just went, everything went white for a second, and <laughs> then just think how your characters just make themselves at some point. Like, what? Yeah. What did I even do? Character creation. Lawful good and lawful evil are a very fine line that only depends on perception. Yeah. So you are fine. Yeah. I'm just doing the law's work. <laughs> all right. You have these three unconscious and or incapacitated um, boys uh, all around you now, and you are still in front of the elsewhere. The glowing sign bathing you in golden light, the blood coming out of the kid's head that you knocked over seems to glisten just ever so seductively in the in the neon light. I'll stagger over to the twin with the broken arm. I imagine that they're writhing about. He is writhing about, um, and he is doing that thing where, like, you try to scream and yell, but it's just this gasping of air that's just coming out. I'm going to point the bat at their head. Who sent you on this? Who the fuck do you think you're working for? No words. Still that gasping. But he's looking up at you, and he just looks at the door of the elsewhere. 
And he's like cradling his arm and rocking back and forth. True to my lawful good nature, I'm gonna gonna give his broken arm a little bit of a love tap with that baseball bat. Who are you working for? He yell- He lets out this yelp and a whimper, and you see his eyes roll back into his head before he passes out. <sighs> well, kids, thanks for the baseball bat. I'm going to rub my chest and walk inside. I feel like Clarence has a chill going down his spine, like right after this all finished. <laughs> All right. So which threshold do you walk through? What were my options? Uh, Left and right. (laughs) You have a purple wall right in front of you, and there's a threshold to your left and to your right. I like the color purple. So I'm going to go with the purple one. That's just the main wall. Oh. Yeah, the the whole wall right in front of you is... Oh, good. So you like purple, so you're going to see purple now. Excellent. (laughs) I've seen enough red for now. Good one, officer. (laughs) I've got the best jokes. What can I say? (laughs) Uh, You walk in and you can make out Clarence sitting at a table. Clarence, did you order anything? Did you wave for an order or did you go over to the bar? I, I, during this time while I was waiting for someone to show up, I was, um, I think I, I think I ordered just like a, a water right now, maybe like a ginger ale. Actually, yeah, uh, a ginger ale for now, just because I didn't want to get on Jada's bad side now that I'm doing stuff, I suppose, and I'm all by myself. And yeah, and then I'm just eating some peanuts or whatever that <laughs> are provided. Um, there are actually no foodstuffs that uh, are out what? But, yeah. What kind of establishment is this? The uh, kind that you don't find in your typical Chicago suburb. Okay, or, fine. Or I, uh, however you want to put that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, in, in, since there's no food, I I'm just uh like just biting at my thumb, just looking around, obviously not seeing anyone that I know. See, officer, he behaves when you're not around. <laughs> so confused like i'm I'm proud of them but (laughs) uh however you do not see giselle so yeah you are free to do whatever it is that you walked in to do i'm gonna stalk over to clarence it's gonna take me like an actual 60 seconds to sit down uh the pain of my broken rib has set in and nothing hurts i've i've never broken a rib but my understanding is like breathing, laughing, moving hurts. So I'm doing this like hunched in, like very, very slow descent into the lounge area next to Clarence. I see Jada coming in and I obviously just see just blood dripping from one arm and then a bat in the other hand and I'm <laughs> obviously not feeling great about myself and I'm just like holy shit shit <laughs> l- l- uh, I think I should say this so the stab wounds weren't like like I said they were like syringes 
And, you know, if you've had blood drawn, and I know this because I had blood drawn today, um, whenever you take it out, it might bleed a little bit, but it doesn't, like, bleed profusely. It's not like a gash or anything. So you would only see it, I guess, if Jada decided to take off her uh, jacket. You might Mm. see, like, like, bruising, like, in like four little spots around her shoulder and maybe a puncture if you looked really close but um, yeah you wouldn't see a whole lot of blood okay i take that back then i obviously see she's in pain and she's slumped over and she's got a bat um i'm kind of a smart cookie so i can kind of put two and two together since we saw a kid with a bat and now she has a bat um so I guess I don't I don't rush to help her or anything, but I do <laughs> just stare at her with a curiosity, I guess, just like until she comes over to me, I suppose. It took me a moment, but I did sit down and I've just got like my head back and I'm trying to breathe, but it sounds a little wheezy. So while you are collecting yourself and Clarence is kind of fumbling to sort of help you in whatever way seems appropriate as, you know, his handler. Um, Let's cut back over to Giselle really quick. Giselle, you said you went over to the bar to order a drink, correct? When you got there, you see this girl. Blue hair, bangs, cut evenly across the side of her face, and this stark white dress. What do you order? Another lemon drop? Yes. Before the words finish leaving your lips, she has grabbed all the necessary ingredients. She's just looking straight at you, gives you a smile, and then places this tall glass right in front of you. Just the glass? No, no Just drink. the glass, nothing in it. <laughs> no, uh, a tall glass with with the drink, obviously, in there. And does it look like a lemon drop? Like It wasn't like she just made me a drink. It looks how you would normally expect one to look, yes. Okay, DM. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, if everything looks normal here, I nod my thanks. Um... Uh, but, uh, I'll pay her. I'll pop my money to pay. And go back to looking around, trying to see if I can find Clarence or Lloyd, which I then have found out that I can't find. When you take your first sip of the drink, it does not taste like a lemon drop. It doesn't taste like it's like anything has been done to it. It actually just tastes like the wrong drink in general. It tastes... You've, you were offered this drink once, a while ago, and you know most people didn't like it, but it seemed popular, so I would assume Giselle probably would have just tried it because, you know, it was what's in fashion drink-wise. Trendy, yeah. Tastes like a Zima. Swell. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it tastes like. And you notice that Clarence isn't there. And you wait a while, and you notice that neither him nor Jada have joined you. 
you see the bartender. She makes a couple other drinks. And she is walking through the crowd. Everyone sees this, by the way. Everyone sees this girl with blue hair walking around with drinks. And then you see those doors up on the balcony open up. And this slight figure steps out to take a gander at the club. And I think that's where we're going to cut it. Thank you for joining us. Tonight, we had... I'm Alex, and I play Giselle McNamara. You can find me on Twitter and any other social media at Roll for Alex. Bianca Zelda playing Officer Jada Jacques. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much any social media as at Bianca Zelda. My name is Ethan Schaff. I play as Clarence Bertram, and you can find me anywhere that matters with the sign Ete Shaw. I'm Kyle. And you can find me on Twitter at Lord Kyle K. This has been a No Show Radio production.